What's up, Ecosystem? Welcome back to ATI Auto Business. Tuesday Night's Live. My name is Jay. Top auto logistics video news connecting retail, wholesale logistics, and tech. Your auto transport community media since 2017. Thanks so much for taking the time. Please do leave a like, share, copy, grab the YouTube link. Also, tonight's show, let's talk about it. Uh, first of all, I want you to feel welcome. If this is your first time here, please do feel welcome. Feel free to jump in the live chat, kick back, relax. I've got news I'm going to deliver here in a minute. Uh, top headlines tonight, OIDA trucking report. That's interesting. UAW impact on car prices. Dealerships want less EV push. Um, I think we're going to talk about Black Friday, Cyber Monday analytics for a minute. Why not? Because... At the quarter hour, we're going to bring in Jamie Seward of Orby. We're going to get all web traffic data, Google Analytics up in here. And then we're going to bring in a panel with Ali Pinion and Dana Randazzo to help us round out and talk about what we're talking about. Website traffic, data analytics. Let's do this here. Let's go into industry news. Ready? Thanks for jumping in the live chat. Peach, Carlos, Mark, thank you guys so much. Right, ding. Uh, it's website traffic data analytics. I realize that, yeah, I know. Folks, a couple folks already jumped off, you know, of this topic. But the thing is, if you have a website, and I know you either want one, you have one, or you're not sure what's happening. Um, this is a good show to watch, to learn more about. Let's take another look at what's happening on your website. And you know, a lot of people are embarrassed about their websites, so and that's okay. This show is for you. So this is a wider audience than once thought. Uh, Jamie Seward was on ATI recently on our uh, car hauling and logistics website, Lead Gen. There's Jamie of Orby. If you don't know what Orby does, uh, it's dealer experience data, website, analytics. You're going to hear the word data so many times you could probably make a game out of it use car week orby was at use car week nada orby's going to be at nada orby makes the rounds because orby does a lot very uh widely respected company so we're really lucky to have jamie here with us tonight to talk about something as exciting as google analytics you know that stuff that you don't you know, you don't know if you want to look at, and even when you do, you don't know what you're looking at. It isn't connected right. You know, there must be a Christmas tree light out somewhere on this thing, and how do we monitor and measure and know? Well, Jamie's going to help us tonight. And I saw this on LinkedIn just today. Like, here's a mystery shopper insight. Email leads, phone calls, digital presence, customer reviews, and the percentages and feedback. I mean, how do you know? There's many ways uh, to measure, and so we're going to talk about website traffic tonight. This is the ecosystem's neutral zone. You'll find everything here. You don't know what will happen when you tune in on a Tuesday. You just know that you'll be able to. You can set your watch and the train by the ATI ecosystem slide coming up at 7.04 p.m. Central Time every Tuesday. Following the disconnect between sales and operations... That's what I'm doing, and so we did last Tuesday podcast stage pointers, which, by the way, there's a lot of people in automotive doing a podcast, and um, I'll give you I'll give you a little secret. 
little secret. On the podcast stage pointers, one of the things was um, I was talking about the Used Car Week podcast stage, and it just so happens, you know who's going to be with us next Tuesday? Joe Overby, Cherokee Media, and ATI next Tuesday. Um, and I'm also delivering auto logistics news. I said I would. I spend all day on this stuff. Man, you know, like, how do you find the news? So bear with me. Um, shoppers bought these items as Thanksgiving weekend sales hit record $38 billion. Now, I rarely delve outside of automotive, but we're going we're gonna to bring this comeback around on the economy. Uh, online consumer spending jumped 7.8% during Cyber Week, or the five days from Thanksgiving to Cyber Monday, according to Adobe Analytics, outstripping initial expectations for a 5.4% rise. Ah, so it jumped. Wow. And that's significant because it's already pretty high. Industry forecasters, including Deloitte and Walmart and Macy's, warned of cautious consumer spending due to sticky inflation-constraining budgets, but blockbuster deals rolled out from Thanksgiving Day through Cyber Monday, helped more than 200 million shoppers tapped into promotions both in-store and online during the Thanksgiving weekend. And uh, that was a jump from 196 million shoppers seen last year. But stick with me, because this gets interesting. Online shopping rose 3% to 134 million, making a slight dip in the number of customers who visited. Ah, a dip in visiting brick-and-mortar stores, which shouldn't be a big surprise. But what's surprising, it just keeps going up. Uh, the weekend saw 121 million in store, which is down from 122. Stick with me. In a bid to stretch their Christmas budgets, here it is. Where's that thing? Yeah, there we go. Uh, shoppers are also leaning on buy now, pay later, BNPL. Services such as Klarna or a firm to avoid extra fees and interest that come with credit card payments. A record 940 million worth of purchases were made through BNPL or Cyber Monday, surging 42% from last year. Okay, right. So not using credit cards, but using BNPL. But still, that's a lot of spending on... We'll figure it out later. Payments firm Block also noted BNPL transactions through Afterpay surged 90% over the weekend, while Klarna said it saw a 29% increase in orders. Can you get into buy here, pay here with BNPL? I smell a dealership, BHPH plus BNPL equals you in a car. You, oh, I'd, let's keep going. OIDA Foundation Report expect market to remain soft. Now, OIDA is a trucking association. OIDA expects market to remain soft. Signs of an upward turn don't exist. Uh, expect current trends to continue to at least 2024. Well, it's only 30 days. Flat rates, high operating costs, soft volume demand. Nudge your trucking guy, you know? He wants to hear this part. I know, it's a traffic data show, but listen, man, listen. The van market, load-to-truck ratio fell 24% month over month, now 42% below the five-year trend. Spot rates, contract rates, both decreased. Not typical at this time in freight season. Inventory to sales ratios also down. Monthly sales increased, providing a positive indicator for a future truck demand. Household appliance wholesalers continued in the right direction. Okay, so dry van, 53 foot. Get it. Flatbed market. Let's look at this. Because here's the thing. I know. I know uh, there are a lot of folks that have been doing freight 
to try to make up more income versus the car haul. And the question is, do we go back? When do we go back? What do we do? Here's your info. Flatbed, those load posts remain significantly lower than 2019. And equipment posts remain high. Not something you want to see. Construction spending remained elevated, but flatbed demand continued to drop, likely due to inflation. Housing starts moved up again in October, where we're still down quarter over quarter. Let's go to the reefer market, refrigerated. October saw a large dip in demand. However, produce volumes looked to pick up in the fall season. Truck capacity is flat, ending three consecutive months of losses. There's just nothing good anywhere. Trucking market. The Transportation Service Index says freight volumes were flat, while the Cash Shipment Index expects the freight market will continue to bounce along the bottom for the near term. Trucking employment numbers overall down, largely due to Yellow Corp closing its doors. New sales eclipsed used sales for the third consecutive month, a negative sign for capacity. Transportation prices were contracting at their slowest rate since September 2022. Even though fuel prices ended their two months of increase, it's not going to help enough. Year-over-year comparisons of used truck prices have been negative for 11 consecutive months. A bad indicator for the overall freight market. Wages and salaries continue to grow, but real disposable income moved downward. You can uh, Now, you can get the full market update. I'm going to share that with you. This is the full market update, and I'm going to put the link in the live chat in case you want to go check it out there it is link is in the live chat that is the full market update oida full market update it's interesting get a copy have a copy plus you'll see you know if you look around people are charging for market reports but there's your free copy uh, i just saw this usps planning to increase their shipping prices Prices will go up 5% on average, priority, priority Mail Express, 5.5 plus percent. So, okay, UAW strike might be over, but will consumers feel it later is the question. Okay, warning, lots of speculation. But uh, educated guesses will tell you that since they agreed to increase workers' pay by 25% over the life of the four-and-a-half-year contract, It'll push employee pay hikes to 33% above current levels. That's a steep increase in labor. Eh, well, yeah. Data from auto inventory and information tracking firm Edmonds indicates the strike was not long enough to impact vehicle prices in the short term. But in the long term, consumers will bear some of the cost burden over time, given that affordability is already a challenge. Uh, the automakers will not have an easy time passing along all of the cost to buyers. We'll have to seek efficiencies in other ways. And what does that look like? Is that what that OEM agency model looks like? Hey, man, let's start cutting out. Can we? How many third parties can we cut out? Just go direct to consumer, build to order. Will we have one Cybertruck order this year? Sweet. And I just, you know, to throw it in there for drastically scales back on jobs. Uh, yeah, you know, you see that too. So let's talk dealers and EV. Nearly 4,000 dealerships urged Biden to slow down on his EV push. Have you heard this? Right? Uh, in a letter, 
And uh, lots of people signed the letter. Dealerships urged Biden to slow down. Okay? <laughs> Wish I could do the SNL impression. I won't try. All right. Uh, let's see. Citing an EPA proposal. Oh, right. The EPA. Yeah. Everybody loves that stuff. From April, that could push battery-powered vehicles to 60% of new vehicle sales by the 2030 model year and 67% by 2032. Um, so, hey, guy, they think it's unrealistic. These vehicles are ideal for many people, and we believe their appeal will grow over time. Sounds judicious. The reality, however, is that electric vehicle demand today is not keeping up with the large influx of BEVs arriving at our dealerships, prompted by the current regulations. BEVs are stacking up on the lot. Which is, you know, you don't want that. The dealerships argue customers are not ready to switch to fully electric vehicles because of unresolved challenges, such as access to reliable charging networks, vehicle affordability, range anxiety. Hmm. That's not good. And then there's the letter. You can read the letter to the president. What's up, Silvermint? Go to do this. EV voice of the customer dot com. EV voice of the customer dot com. Read the letter. There's even a list of the dealerships that have signed the darn thing. And NADA said U.S. franchise car dealers are doing their part to prepare for sell more EVs including investments of more than $6 billion in training and equipment. It's more than painting a dealership. But any significant EV penetration into the mass market, which is where we're seeing stalled EV growth and all this new model inventory starting to pile up, will require a broad, unified strategy. Etc., etc. There's many concerns in the entire auto industry. Now, NADA is coming up in February. It's called Driving the Future. It sounds like it'll be interesting. Let's keep going. Oh, that's the end of the news. Perfect. It's 714. Leverage ATI in your business. We don't ship cars. Remove information. It's ATI out of business. And it's time for some punch. Do me a favor. Stick around because right after this, we're going to be live with Jamie Seward of Orby. You don't want to miss it. Are you completely stressed out from all the calls and the contracts and the verifications of loads where nobody ever answers the phone? Call Murphy Auto Dispatch Services today. Murphy Auto Dispatch Services has over 15 years in the transport industry. We are your office while you are on the road. We book, we verify, and we bill out your loads for you. We have an excellent accounting staff and an even better dispatch team. Give us a call today at 417-273-0021. Or if you want to email me, it's murphyautotransport31 at yahoo.com. Give us a call today. Transport AutoQuoter is by far the leading auto-quoting software on the market and the only auto-quoter with a pro version that comes preset with accurate pricing for anywhere in the U.S. So you don't have to worry about it. The best part is that no change with your current software is needed. Just plug TAQ in and start booking jobs. Carriers can easily plug TAQ into their current websites and start making money right away. 
I bet you're wondering how we do this instantly and accurately 24-7. Well, constant analytics is the key. Our Price Watch team is constantly monitoring current market conditions, paying close attention to seasonal and quick-moving industry changes. At the end of the day, it takes a lot of time and data to maintain good pricing, time that most of us just don't have on a daily basis. So free yourself up. Using TAQ Pro is really a no-brainer. Save time and money, maximizing your leads and optimizing your online investments. You'll finally be able to sleep well at night knowing that TAQ is on the job selling for you 24-7. Never missing a potential job. Don't lose any more sleep worrying about missing leads. Get Transport AutoQuote or quote the right price the first time, anytime. Run your business with TAQ. Visit transportautoquoter.com. Links are in the live chat. All right, here we go. Let's do this. Please do help me wish a very warm welcome to Jamie Seward of Orby. Jamie, <laughs> How's it going? Thank you, Jamie. How you doing? Appreciate hey. it. Good to see you, man. Thanks so much for taking the time to join me tonight. Yeah, it was a pleasure to finally get to meet you in person over at Used Car Week. Had right. a good time there. That's right. So we got a chance to meet at Used Car Week, but we didn't really get a chance to talk because it's a busy place. Sure. Yeah. Um, why don't you start by this? I know you, but for anyone who's tuning in, doesn't know who you are, please tell us a little bit more about you and Orby. Sure. So for myself, I'm a director of product strategy here at Orby. Um, basically, I've been in the business for around 20 years. Uh, started on the sales floor at a Volkswagen dealership in 2004, 2003, something like that. And at that dealership, I kind of bounced around, learned a lot about the business, ended up moving to a vendor side with um, Auto Trader Publishing. If you've been around that long, you remember the magazine. I did that for a little while. Uh, from there, worked with another uh, company called Dominion and their dealer specialties company. Uh, and there, I transferred from, or to actually a client of mine called Florida Fine Cars, which is a five-store used car group based here in South Florida. And I was there for 12 years as the marketing director and chief strategy officer. And basically there, um, I was kind of like the data guy, you know, the nerd of the dealership, if you will, where when someone had questions on why things were happening or um, to make sense of market conditions or what was happening, you know, in our local market, that kind of thing, people came to me with questions and it was my job to come up with answers and, and help with strategy building uh, to keep us going on the right path. And with Florida Fine Cars, that's actually where I met Orby. So I've actually was an Orby client, uh, started in probably 2017 or so. So I have a really longstanding relationship uh, with Orby as a customer uh, for, what is that, six, six years. So I got to know them very well um, through time, helped them, um, Oh, I should say they helped me really uh, expand my ideas. You know, as a franchise store, you don't have a lot of flexibility uh, in certain things, but as a used car store, you have anything you want to do, right? There's no OEM uh, rules. And so I was lucky to find them because, frankly, they were willing to sit down, listen to me, and explore these ideas. So we ended up building a few interesting solutions as a customer. And then just recently this past year, I joined uh, Orby. So it was kind of like a, a long time coming, but I'm happy to be here. I uh, get to talk to people like you and help dealerships all over the country now. Uh, and actually all over the world, we have a few clients outside of the U.S. that I'm talking to and helping them figure things out. 
Uh, but basically, what is Orbi? So Orbi and its genesis was basically built as an analytics platform, right, to help dealerships understand uh, mainly what was happening on their website, but also to help them measure uh, their campaign performance, right, to know, okay, I'm spending all these ad dollars. What am I really getting out of it, right? The magical ROI question. And so that's what Orbi was kind of born uh, as. As the years have gone on, we've grown into um, turning into what many people call CDP, which is a customer data platform that basically takes everything to another level and really understanding what all of your shoppers on your website are really doing behaviorally, understanding their entire journey from when they first discovered you all the way to when they purchase a car. And then how you interact and then collect different data points and bring them all together so that you can serve them the most relevant uh, creatives in your advertising possible. Um, and then, yeah, so that's the nuts and bolts. Wow. Thank you. Okay. So, yeah, uh, we got good background on your journey there and then what Orbi does. It would seem that there's a few things have happened for you. The, the world has tilted your way. <laughs> right? Because yeah, it's a, it's a good thing I have an analytics mindset uh, that I like to actually dig into data where most people kind of turn their heads at it and say, I don't really want to waste my time. I'd rather talk to a customer or I'd rather talk to a client or something like that. Or I actually like to to open up the, the different spreadsheets and the charts and things and really dig in because to me, that's where a lot of the answers to, to most people's questions are. Yeah, that's, and it's interesting you say because I was thinking I was thinking that too. <laughs> I was thinking like, okay, you've got right, you've got folks that can focus on sales, customer relations, but when there's a question, all right, who who understands this stuff, right? Because I know, and that's the thing, when you ask about a website, hey, can we talk about your website? Most people are like, no, actually. I, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And why is that? Why don't most people want to talk about their website? You know, it's funny. In my world, I would actually say that there, there's a large amount of people who really want to talk. Because oh, in your world, right, they do. In my world, yes. Okay. And the folks that I that I normally engage with, um, they're, they're interested because, number one, is they, they recognize that, um, that their website isn't just a website, really – it's the place where the vast majority of the public is engaging with their company, right? It's their digital storefront. It's their digital showroom. And, you know, we'll spend so much time, and rightfully so, but so much time thinking about what's going on inside of our physical environments, but probably not as much time, you know, thinking about what's happening in my digital environment. And for a dealership, as an example, you know, you may see, let's just call it, I don't know, a few hundred, you know, maybe a thousand maximum, you know, at a really big store, walk in and out of a showroom floor in a dealership, right? Something like that. But that same dealership on their website is probably going to touch anywhere between 50 and 100,000 people. So, you know, the scale is, wow, is much is, larger. Yeah. Wow. And when you have all that data, you can really begin to figure out what people like, what they're doing, how can you start to measure things and engage with them uh, at a higher level to, to get them to be one of those, you know, thousand people that shows up on your floor. Um, it's not just dealers. And that's the thing too, is that like, yeah. I'm looking, you know, I'm looking at, right. Like 
I don't know of a logistics company that relies on national business that doesn't have some form of online intake. Now, I know someone's going to argue with me. There's going to be, you know, well, we do word of mouth and relationships, sure. But yeah. you still have to be able to utilize those online connections. Maybe if they're not just random leads. Although, in the in 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 auto transport in the secondary market, the used mm -hmm. cars, where do those leads come from? Internet leads. Yeah. And I'm sure that the top producers on the first page of Google results know exactly what's happening on their website. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, it's funny, we, we talked briefly about this and that we were talking about, you know, the used car week and our experiences there. And for us, we deal mainly with, you know, dealerships directly, right, with your tier three retailers and, and groups and things like that. And then a few um, higher level corporate partnerships, but or commercial partnerships, I should say. But there's a lot of folks that use Car Week that are in logistics. They're in, you know, financing. They're in that type of thing. And I mentioned to you, I think, that the interesting thing about Orbi and data, really, is that it applies to every vertical, right? If you have a website, like you've been saying on today's show, then I'm sure that you're curious about what's happening on there because if you have a website, you're definitely trying to drive people to it. Right, you're trying to get right. people to see it, so you're trying to get exposure. Get them to sign up for a demo. That's right. right. And you're trying to, to get them to convert, to to fill out a form, to make a phone call, to do whatever, take some sort of action. Right, we'll call that a call to action on your website. And so, if you're not measuring or you know any of that activity, it's going to be very hard to know where you are and where you're going to go. So, the tools used, the primary tools to do this measuring, is it Google Analytics? Google Analytics is definitely the largest. Um, let's face it, Google is the data king of the universe at this point. Um, and so they offer this analytics tool. I would say <clears throat> another reason why people use it because it's free, right? You don't have to pay anything to use it. You drop a piece of script on your website and now all of a sudden you can measure everything that's happening on your website to a degree, you know? Um, and the only paid version is, is a really uh, far more expensive platform that most, you know, I would say tier three type of retailers are not going to use. But you can get a lot out of that free tool. And so, yes, there are other tools out there, Orbi being one, that can do uh, other things layered on top of just uh, analytics. But Google for sure is the so, big player. Uh, thank you. So Orbi is a tool. Sure. It's not just experts. <laughs> and information, Orbi is a subscription-based oh, yes. tool. Yes. Is that right? Yeah, so <clears throat> we, like like a, like a Google Analytics, we will have you install um, a piece of code on your website that allows you to then see all these different interesting metrics and shopper behaviors, what we call shopper journeys, right? So I'll know that Jamie Suet, as an example, was on the website at this time. Now, I, won't, I may not know that it's Jamie Seward yet, but as soon as Jamie Seward converts or fills out a form, it's weird talking about myself in this way. <laughs> but um, I then, I can, then identify, yeah. I, yeah, I can identify 
Okay, that's Jamie Suet. And you know what? Here's all of his journey that led him up to this point. Here's the campaign he came into the website on. So now I know what, let's say, what keyword got Jamie into my my digital storefront and got him to fill out a form, right? So <clears throat> that that's where Orbi comes in because we actually will help then automate that advertising end of it uh, so that you don't have to manually you know worry about that kind of stuff. Well, it, now, is it is it true that... Mr. Seward, is it true that people, is, we want to know, when, when we're the store, we want to know everything we can about the shopper. But as the shopper, we don't want to give up any info. Yes. So I would say that it's interesting. What, what we've seen, like between us and Europe, as an example, with their, you know, they're a lot more tightly regulated in this regard. But what we find is that... Um, People don't mind, they actually prefer personalized experiences on websites, right? If you think of Amazon, you like to, that it's suggesting similar items to what you viewed or what you might be interested in. The only way they can show you that stuff is by watching what you're looking at. And so there are certain levels and definitely nobody wants to, excuse me, um, know like, oh, I, I don't obviously want someone to know who I am right off the bat. But once I've submitted a form, I kind of understand like, okay, obviously this company now knows who I am, <laughs> you know, but as a business, well, like I said, now you can figure out how Jamie ultimately came to me. How did he discover me? And that's always been kind of that magic question. Um, and so Orby's able to connect those dots. Well, it, it, it paints a picture where you've got a situation where you know more about the customer than they've told you. I I'm saying, you know, the proverbial yeah, yeah, you, uh, but <laughs> you can't let on that you know. Sure. Until that's an interesting. Yeah, I mean, don't don't get me wrong. There are definitely um, regulations and compliance things that you know when you go to a website, it'll say you know you're aware of this. We're, or we're in the, the weeds on kind of this thing. for sure. I mean, but. We're talk, but what we're really talking about is you want to know mm -hmm. who's coming to your website, what are they looking for, what are they doing, what would did what did you wish they did, and what's the what's the average visitor? Yes. Who are they? What's their demographic? Sure. Yeah, How and even they, even yeah. on top of that, you know, it's important that you do certain things, right? And I guess we can kind of really get into it <laughs> but that is if you're not already doing this number one is you need to make sure that you have an analytics platform installed whether it's google analytics or some other platform and then you start benchmarking things right you start understanding okay i need to know it's important to me as like a key performance indicator right? like a kpi i need to know how many times people viewed my product page i need to know how many times people filled out my form or click to call it or called the, the number. And so once you've identified those, then you need to start benchmarking, right? You need to know where you are today. Because frankly, you might be doing a really good job. I don't know. You don't know until you start measuring. And once and I, you do that, that, that's when you really start to have fun because now you can start to experiment. Well, what if I move the form from here to here? Does that improve my conversion rate? Right. The, the, does it increase the, the percentage of people that fill out that form? Um, did this, did one campaign perform better than another? Right. And then you, so you take money from one campaign, put it into another one that's performing better. And then you just continuously optimize. 
So now that we've turned the table on, if, if you have a website, and most people have a web page, they really do want to know how many people got there, what did they do, what didn't they do that I wish they did, and who are they on average? Because nobody wants to waste time advertising to a group that isn't paying attention or following through on any of the calls to action. Be like, right? Be like buying a huge billboard and then that road is closed <laughs> for six months. Yeah. Right? You know, and, and um, it's important because every dollar counts, right? Every dollar that your business is spending matters. And I felt that, you know, very um, strongly at my previous employer at the dealership because I worked very closely <laughs> with the uh, operator, with the owner. And so we didn't have, you know, co-op money, you know, which is money that let's say the OEM provides a dealership so long as they, you know, um, pass a certain message on to the uh, consumer where they actually provide funds for that. So every dollar that I was spending at this dealership was coming out of our pocket, you know, so I had to make sure that every dollar counted and that I was being as efficient and effective as possible. And essentially, that goes for all departments in all businesses. You exactly. can only spend so money so for so long that didn't really go anywhere. Correct. Especially if you can't even report on where it went. Exactly. <laughs> all right, perfect. All right, so we have laid proper foundation because next what we're going to do is stick around, Jamie. We're going to bring in Allie and Dana... We're going to continue this conversation. Uh, we're talking about website traffic data analytics. Stick around. We'll be right back after this. Yeah, so let's be honest with it. Everybody as an operator, like myself, we're always looking to save expense, okay? And so if I can get a product that is just as efficient as, as another product and yet save a ton of money, that's what I'm going to do. And so I think the value proposition that DealersLink offers is unmatched, right? For what we spend on DealersLink, for what we get from DealersLink, full spectrum, the marketplace to support, the OEM data, the FastBook tool, the, the mobile applications that you have, uh, it, the value proposition is huge. Um, and I definitely would recommend, I have recommended, uh, we are continuing to install it into our stores uh, as we speak. Request a live demo at dealerslink.com now. Are you ready to take a leap into the future of vehicle logistics? Auto Hauler Exchange is the first pure B2B marketplace in vehicle logistics, where shippers and carriers live and work directly in one ecosystem with no middleman. Shippers simply post their shipping opportunities directly to highly vetted carriers around the country. Once a carrier sees a shipment opportunity which fits their need, they simply check that shipment out of the exchange with just a few clicks of a button and with no third-party interaction, getting your vehicle on the road with ease. We have proven our B2B marketplace is a more efficient, transparent model for vehicle logistics where shippers and carriers connect one-on-one. -on -one. Take it from our clients themselves. Get off the vehicle hauling roller coaster today with Auto Hauler Exchange. Auto Hauler Exchange B2B Marketplace connects shippers directly with carriers. That means putting the power of the business transaction back in the carrier's hands. Visit AutoHaulerExchange.com. Links are in the live chat. Here we go. 
please do wish me, wish me, help me, wish a very warm welcome. We've got Allie and Dana here with us tonight. Allie and Dana, can you see me and hear me okay? You can see and hear you. Yes, that's it. Yes. All right, Allie, this is your first time on ATI. Please tell us a little bit more about you and the dealership where you work. Yeah, so my name's Allie Pinion. I am the marketing director at Chasting Auto Group. We have one rooftop, two stores. Um, we have the Ford brand, and then we also have Auto Car. So I've been doing marketing for like the past 12 years, going on 13. <laughs> Perfect. I have a marketing degree. Jamie worked in marketing. Allie worked in marketing. Dane, did you have a marketing background? Uh, yeah, I worked really? in PR and marketing in the beginning of my career, and I have a actually have a degree in PR and marketing and journalism. Nice. Oh, just a degree <laughs> in PR, marketing, and journalism. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, let's have let's let's continue on the data and the marketing and the website and the leads. Jamie, where should we go next now that we have guests with us? Am I the host, Jay? Yeah, kind of. I'm handing it over. I'll give you the keys. You drive. Yeah, so, um, you know, in full disclosure, Allie and I, you know, know each other, worked worked together for a long time, um, and is just someone that I thought, you know, would be a good fit because not only is she basically doing what I did for a long time, you know, in, in her role, but also as a dealership that, that works in commercial, um, I think that she also uh, fits well, you know, with your audience as well. Um, and then, I agree. you know, it, it's interesting. I'm, I'm curious to hear more also from Dana because my experience uh, at Used Car Week was interesting. So it was the first time I was at that particular event. And it's interesting because a lot of the logistics folks and the finance folks too, but a lot of logistics stop by our booth and they, it's like they all realize that their data is very important. Yeah. And so everybody recognized that, right? They all has, have had that revelation, but a lot of them are still kind of curious about what, what should I really be doing with it, you know, from, from their standpoint. But I don't know, I just kind of found it interesting to have some different conversations. Usually it's with dealerships and this time a different audience. So curious to, yeah. to see how you all um, approach um, data on your side when it comes to analytics and marketing. And I want to throw this in there. We've been talking about data. What's marketing? For anybody, there's going to be somebody somewhere that doesn't understand what marketing really is. What's marketing? I don't want to like overspeak, but... I want to. Um, <laughs> so marketing is basically... I'm probably like the worst person to explain it, right? But it's, it's okay. basically like... <laughs> it's hard to it's explain. It's basically just... It is, because people ask me, what do I do at the dealership? And I'm like, uh, everything. <laughs> but it's basically like targeting your audience, right? Like if you're a business owner, you need to target the right audience. And it's important that your your message is reaching the right people. Um, and with like a compelling ad right nobody like something Message, that benefits your branding, consumer mission right. right all these things exactly yeah and audience yeah now i think dana i, I think see you ready to say something like because there's a lot of key words that can go into marketing 
Fine. Yeah. No, I, I was just going to say, you know, it's, it's, it's marketing. It's hard. I'm not in it anymore. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> logistics is easier. It's not, <laughs> but there's a point A, there's a point B, right? So it's, it's, as long as you know where you're picking up and where you're going, you're all set, right? There's a couple of nuances in between there. Uh, but you know, you have, it's, it's hard to find your target audience, right? You can get a general idea of, okay, I know who I need to go after. But then when you think of like analytics and data, which is great about having that information is like, well, it, it leads you in another direction sometimes, right? Well, maybe we should be targeting this group and, you know, we weren't going after this area. So that's why data analytics are so important and, you know, why we're working on collecting it all the time. And, and then like how to reach, how to reach that target audience, right? It's very specific, especially when it comes to transportation and you know we're, we're trying to reach carriers and you know whether it's podcasts or how, how do we reach them how do we specifically find them they're driving on the road somewhere right so uh, you need those data analytics to find you know the right people and how do you get that message across and you just tipped on the word research right there's a lot of research in marketing yeah. more than i think you know is thought of yes and you I think that it's, we forget is retention, like the people that we already have. Good point. It's not just finding new customers, it's retaining the ones you've already got. And Jamie, in our, when we were talking, Jamie said like, was it, you want to build an audience, then hold the audience, and then monetize that audience. Exactly. So that was very astute. <laughs> All right, I'm giving you the keys back. I just wanted to talk about marketing for a minute. I don't know if we've ever done that on ATI. It's kind of cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, with the, the website and finding your audience, retaining the audience, etc. You know, anybody can kind of like what Dana was saying is you'll have a rough idea of like, okay, obviously, if I'm trying to market to car, car haulers, that's a good starting point, right, for your business. Um, but then it could be you know, car car haulers plus what. You know, car car haulers that are in a certain area, hauling specific items, right? So that you can start to to whittle that down to a more specific audience, and that will only um, help make your marketing dollar more efficient and effective, right? Because if you're, you know, car truck haulers or car haulers or shippers, right? It, it gets very general, and so if you're advertising to a very specific, you know, hauler then your audience is going to change and your message is going to change. So if you start bringing in people that ship livestock, but you're really trying to get car shippers, they're probably going to come to your website and bounce, meaning leave immediately. Right. right? So that was a wasted dollar on that click or whatever that cost per click was. So, but again, if you're not measuring that, then you, you would never know. You just say, oh, I'm getting more people to my website, right? But if you're not really looking at things and paying closer attention, you could be wasting some money. That's an interesting example. Let's keep that example in mind, right? Because somebody can say, man, we're getting a lot of hits. Yeah, but they're all looking to ship horses. Yeah. <laughs> and we don't do that. It's fascinating. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So do you have, I probably should have asked this earlier, do you have any screenshots or anything to look at? Can we... Can we pretend we're looking under a hood? What can we do beyond, right? We, I mean, we can continue to talk about it. 
I know we didn't we didn't do a, a full rehearsal. And while I'm saying that too, like, okay, what other areas? Because sure. like, I, th I think we just hit upon traffic. Okay, you got to make sure you're getting the right traffic. What other things do you? What other fundamentals do you need to make sure you're getting right? Um, so. On your website, there's quite a bit that you can measure and then optimize. That can be anything from uh, just the way that it looks and feels to how fast it loads, right? If a website loads really slowly, people are not likely to stick around, especially with mobile devices usually being on, on a cell tower instead of Wi-Fi. If it's loading too slow, people are not going to stick around. Um, if it's not uh, created in a more modern UI environment, meaning it's not when you load it on a phone, as an example, does it present itself clearly? You know, do you sometimes have too many things for a visitor to choose from, right? If my job as a dealership is, a, let's say my goal is to get more forms, I better make it as easy as possible to find that form and fill it out. All right, I don't want to have it, you know, click here to make it pop up and then click this to open this. And if you have too many steps and that kind of thing, it might for sure, um, less than the amount of people that are going to complete that form. And so using analytics, you can actually measure what's called a form completion rate, right? And so once you measure that, and again, going back to like benchmarking, you can say, well, what if I took off this one field that maybe we really don't need, we only need these three, but we're asking for five. If we take those two away, will we get more form completions? You know? And so if you see that, and then you can start streamlining. And so there's all those different, we call those in marketing, those would be like A-B experiments or A-B testing, right? To say, okay, I want to have half my people try this form, the other half try that form and see kind of who performs better, right? So there's a lot that you can do once you start measuring. But I would say for me, the key is to know where you are today. The key is to benchmark. Right, so that's number one is to like, you got to find out exactly where you are right now. And then you can start worrying about making things better and making some adjustments to hopefully improve. Um, but at least test. And you're going to have some tests that are not going to end up positive. You're going to test some things that are end up in a we're the worst result. I guarantee you this is part of the process. But as long as you're measuring, you'll catch those quickly, right? So you don't lose out too much. Um, but it's just the nature of the game. All right. I got a question, but I want to see if Allie or Dana wants, wants to jump in. No, you can shoot. Then I, I have a question after. I think. All right. All right. Uh, it you know it's no secret at trade shows, especially and uh, online publications and oh gosh, I mean other shows. There's so many dealer website merchandising solutions. Is there something you're thinking when you see several things and you're like, man? Here's my advice. Anything is there anything like that? Like, is there something that is being missed, or is everything pretty awesome? I think it's whatever fits your brand and your process. Um, whenever you're looking at tools or like, for example, I'll use my store as an example, right? <clears throat> we are a commercial truck store for Ford but we also do retail. So we cater to business to customer and then business to business. And how can my one website cater to both? 
a lot of times there are tools out there like digital retailing that doesn't like my commercial fleet manager is not going to want to buy a vehicle online like he wants to talk to a commercial account manager he wants to like go through the specs and make sure that he's getting the right one so i think when you're looking at tools you have to demo them and you have to figure out which one will follow your process and fits your i want to say like culture your brands something that you believe in that's going to work out and then also um a vendor that will become a partner not just somebody that's trying to sell you something hmm. good answer and actually uh de probably demonstrates the usefulness of at a trade show you can be in a booth get a demo learn talk right kick the tires exactly sounds like nada <laughs> yes. there's a lot of that at nada dana what were you gonna add i, I was just gonna say so uh, i'm curious with your platform a little bit with orby so do you go and actually i guess kind of review the website and look for you know seo key terms or i guess go from there yeah. you kind of <laughs> It's all kind of the same, but then is it incorporated? Because I'm not thinking like what Ali just said about how, you know, knowing your brand and your culture too. So it's important to keep those keywords as well too, but you kind of go through those websites and tailor it to the company. And then also, you know, but what else is going to, you know, bring you consumers to your website as sure. well? Yeah, so I definitely, um, for Orby, we'll, we will definitely go in and assist in any way, in any way that we can. Um, it, you know, on a client's website. So that includes uh, going through, let's say, Google Analytics uh, for you to, to help you understand, number one, what am I looking at? Number two, um, how can we set it up to better tailor to your needs, right? Custom reports that you can build in there and things like that. Okay. Um, okay. Within Orbi itself, you will get a lot of good information on your visitors uh, to know from what channel did they come from, you know, a lot of good ROI stuff right, return on your investments and in, in spend or return on ad spend. You'll know uh, your visitor journeys, you know, not only where did they um, come in from in terms of marketing channel, but also how long did it take them to maybe move down the funnel, so to speak, right? So maybe it takes them three weeks, depending on the, you know, the ad source, if you will, uh, to ultimately convert. But if you knew that one channel, their visitors convert in two weeks versus 30 days, so they convert in half the time, you might make a decision there to say, well, maybe I take some of the money from that one that's taking twice as long and put it more towards the one that is converting quicker. Um, so there's that in terms of the analytics pieces. And then also um, a lot of uh, programmatic or automated uh, marketing campaigns based on different types of people. So like what Ali was speaking to when it comes to segmentation of your audiences, right? Because not everybody's the same. We're consumers, we know what it's like to get personalized advertising that speaks to us, that knows these are the kinds of, you know, shoes or cars or what have you, or sports that I'm into. And so it's the same with dealerships and customers, you know, Ford Mustang shoppers don't necessarily, I would say in most cases, want to see Ranger advertiser, it's not going to speak to them, right? Or F-150s and vice versa, right? F-150 shoppers, it's probably a waste to send them your latest Mustang specials. 
right? So we want to make sure that we're speaking to those clients um, in a way that, that matters to them. So we can definitely on that front too, and that's actually something that we help um, Allie with. Oh, okay. Segmentation. Let's go. This is like an automotive marketing class. <laughs> it is. This is awesome. Um, so, all right. Well, we're in our final segment, I would say, in that uh, I think a question I've got is, so Dana and Allie, in a generic way, uh, what do you think you'd like to, if you could sit with Jamie, what would you want to see him do with your website and analytics to, you know, soup it up? It's like having a mechanic over for dinner. Hey, do you mind if we look yeah. at the uh, Bronco there in the old garage? You know, what... <laughs> What's you're right? What what do you think? What what are some ideas maybe? I know just because I use Orby, but okay, <laughs> perfect. Okay, great. Like, please, yeah, please. Okay, well, Jamie. So Google Analytics came out with like a new, brand new Google Analytics, right? Um, GA four, and that is just it was a cluster, and I did not feel comfortable or not comfortable, well, comfortable, but I didn't feel comfortable and I didn't feel like what it was tracking was correct. And Jamie was able to go in and just put some reports together and kind of fix it. <laughs> so he solved my problems. The other thing, nice. um, no plot, like no, like Orby is not paying me to say this, but um, <laughs> I basically used, um, to like not only do i use them for my google like google analytics and like going through all of my data but um they help with like my attribution so you always want to know like where your ad dollars are going and how are they spending so when i come up with my attribution report it um it's just like so much easier because i have a general sales manager and he's like where did this customer come from and then I used to be like, I don't know, like it came from Google, like organically or paid, I don't know, right? And now Orby's able to tell me like, okay, this came from your Google CPC, this came from your Google retargeting, this came from Facebook, this came from, and like for some reason, Google Analytics didn't pick up on all of it, it would just say like direct. Um, so yeah, I feel That's like- That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. That is the ROI, right? That's the, that's a win-win. Everybody's high-fiving in that situation. Right. Yeah, that's huge. That's the number one question for us, too. Because we, um, so I guess I'm curious, too. So we get a lot of people that message us through our website, right? And so um, it, right now, it's just me following up saying, hey, where'd you hear of us? You know, because they're <laughs> coming from there. So sure. yeah, um, of course. Is there is there a way to track maybe where they came from and you know someone's like oh I yeah. saw you in a chat or I saw you here or something like that too so um, because wherever they like obviously wherever they came from we want to know where they came from so we can either promote or or you see if it was you know some kind of organic conversation or what it was too or how do we you know continue to cultivate wherever that came from. Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. That that's something that I used it for. Frankly, when I was um, managing this group that I that I was with, so 
It's important. Uh, I think that attribution, yes, like you got to know where where to most effectively spend your money, right? Yeah. But I think it's also important, frankly, to to add. A, you get to a point where attribution be, can become a bit of a a never ending black hole, you know, because you'll you, you may net. We used to call this thing um, the zero moment of truth. I don't know if you ever heard of this term, ZMOT, and this is from maybe. I don't know, eight years ago or something like that, 10 years ago. I'm getting old these days. Something like 10 years ago. And that was the thing. It was like trying to chase this idea of like, when did someone have this epiphany that they needed to find a hauler or or a commercial van or something? And then companies were born out of this you know, thing to try and tra- chase attribution down to this minute detail. And for me, when I was managing you know, a, a pretty sizable monthly budget, I didn't have the time, number one. And, and number two is like, you'll never know that moment. I mean, frankly, it's just, I, I think it's a fruitless effort. When you can get to a certain level of attribution, like what Ali's speaking to, or probably like what you are alluding to, which is, okay, I, let's say I ran this campaign on Instagram or on Facebook, and X amount of people came to my website, X amount of people converted. And then because now we can identify those folks by looking at our sales data or our CRM data, as an example, and then connect those dots, then we can really see this is where that money kind of came from, or this is where those sales came from. But to go beyond that is, to me, it's a bit much. Um, You can start to see layers, you know, this is called multi-touch attribution, right? Because there's going to be a lot of different touch points, especially in a car shopper journey. They're, they're going to go to dozens of websites ultimately to research whatever car they're going to buy. And so to try and find that magic silver bullet thing to me is like, it's a bit of a waste of time when you're really trying to run a day-to-day operation. You, mm-hmm. Once you kind of figure out, okay, this is where the majority of my sales are happening and I can connect those dots to me, that's kind of like, that's good enough, you know? Unless you have just like a never-ending budget with a with a humongous team, and then you can really dig into it. Okay, fine. Then I guess. Uh, but if you're, I was a one-man show basically, so I, I really didn't have time yeah. to, to get into the super duper nitty-gritty. But as long as I could provide, you know, it's, I heard this data guy once speak at a conference, um, and he was from Austria, but he ran this company, and he thought it was so funny because this whole thing was about attribution. And dealerships, we want like 100% attribution. We want to know where every yeah. single dollar went. I want to know where every sale came from, et cetera. And the guy I thought that was so funny. He's like, you know, I watch your presidential elections on TV, and it's like you guys call voting results with like 2% of the vote in, <laughs> and your president's decided. But here, to sell a car, you want to know 100% of this attribution. You know, And that really made me think, like, you know, that's that's pretty funny. But also, <laughs> there's some truth to that. It's like, do I really need to get to, you know, 100%? One, it's going to be impossible, but number two is like you get to a certain level, it's good enough. And then as long as you're tailoring that advertising to constantly churn mm-hmm. the proper segments and audiences, then you'll be in good shape. So it sounds like it's definitely helpful for, you know, like, right, you know, we spent the past year, you know, kind of throwing an ad here, putting an ad here. And yeah. and what's really helpful, I guess, with your website is seeing collectively where we put those dollars, where we are getting the actual response from there. So that's like the main data we want to see, right? It's not kind of those yeah. one-offs messages yeah. here and there too. It's like we're like we're and that's what we're doing. You know, we're pulling a bulk of dollars, you know, into sure. Meta or whatever it is that day, and you know, are we getting the return on it? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely, for sure. Amazing. That's great. 
Awesome. We got a topic. We got a panel. We've got solutions. That was amazing. So uh, we reached our time limit for this evening. So class is dismissed here on the ATI Automotive Business Degree channel. Allie, Dana, Jamie, thank you all so much for taking the time to join this conversation tonight. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. Thank you thank so you. much. Great to meet you, Jamie. Great to see you. And in fact, before I let you go, I guess contact information. What's the best way to, if somebody wants to contact you, Jamie, what, what should they do? Uh, so either you can just, you know, find me on uh, LinkedIn. I'm pretty certain I'm the only Jamie Seward on LinkedIn, so I don't, it shouldn't be too hard. Um, or my email is just jamie.seward at orbe, O-R-B-E-E dot com. Perfect. And visit O-R-B-E-E dot com for those on the podcast. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Perfect. All right. Thank you all so much. Have a good night and we'll talk to you soon. Thank Great. you. Thank you, Jay. Right. Meeting adjourned. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. I don't have my gavel anymore. Okay, good night. <laughs> all right, see you. All right, good night. All right, and the meeting is over. Uh, that was really cool. That was fun. And it is, I do enjoy talking about marketing. Um, you know, logistics has taken a front seat here on ATI for quite a long time. And now it is sitting alongside other principles, sales marketing logistics and then you know we got executive and administration and there's the porter and the carpooler and then the gate pass and all that stuff there's really a lot right and that's that's the goal is i, I just wrote out ati is a business degree so if you watch enough of this channel you'll learn enough about so many of the other verticals and services and and job titles in automotive that you should be able to pretty much talk to anybody so um and ashley that's cool thank you so much ashley and zmot you know i i wasn't familiar with that i don't know if i've heard of that before so that was my uh takeaway for this evening and there's the bell peach transport um james cargo is in the live chat thanks james Auto Hall Exchange, of course, in the live chat. Silver Mint. Kimberly. What's up, Kimberly? Um, thank you so much for joining in. Car Hauling with Chip made it in. Mark Grodeke. Oh, yeah. Mark Grodeke. Dude. Making martinis in the live chat. Thank you so much, Mark. Really do appreciate it. I want to thank Murphy Auto Transport, Superflow Systems, Dealers Link, Auto Hauler Exchange. Thank you so much, Jamie Seward and Orby, Ali of Chastang Auto Group, and of course, Dana Rendazzo, COO, Auto Hauler Exchange. Thank you so much for joining our live program for this evening. And Adriana Lafita, thank you so much for tuning in tonight. Um... Thursday on Dispatching Live, we're going to do kind of a repo car hauling with Rob Stevenson. Chris Chamberlain made it in here tonight. What's going on, Chris? Look at that. How many how many bells? When is this? Is That's the digital bell, mind you, so it shouldn't be so uh, harsh on the ears. Um, so repo car hauling on Thursday. Uh, Joe Overby of Cherokee Media next Tuesday. We are now onto the Tuesday-Thursday track, 
and most shows will have a guest and most shows will be an hour long. Oh, I know, right? Oh, man. Say it ain't so. It is. And most shows will now follow the 15-minute, tell your friends, spread the word, measure the traffic. It's going to be 15 minutes of news and information. And then at the 15-minute mark to the, about the 30-minute mark is the feature interview-ish. And on Dispatching Live, we won't really have panels. We are searching for loads and talking logistics and and, and, uh, and celebrating that in car hauling, you can do whatever you want. Okay, there's another bell. All right. Um, so thank you so much for joining us tonight. Again, I got to run this car hauler. I got to get out of here too. I got to let you all go. Thank you so much. Join me again soon. If you missed the show live, watch it on demand. If there's something the pressing that we need to discuss, be sure to send in your comments to autotransportintel at gmail.com. And that's the podcast. Get the podcast on your favorite, your, any, pretty much any podcasting platform at this point. If you can't find it, let me know. Send me an email, autotransportintel at gmail.com. Thank you all so much. Take care. Talk to you soon. Peace out. Love. Love.